Hey friend, are you struggling to find consistent paid speaking gigs? Do you want to know the exact six steps that you can take to find and book more paid speaking opportunities in 2024? Well, we want to make that easy for you. We've created a new free resource with the help of Dan Irvin, one of our highly successful speakers on our team. Dan has booked over $100,000 in paid speaking gigs in the last few years, and his six-step process is going to help you maximize your chances of getting booked and paid to speak in any industry. You're going to learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, and proposal emails and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps and we're going to send you this 18-page guide straight to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps and you're going to get that free guide. Hey, thanks for listening. You're awesome. Hey, what's up, friends? Grant Baldwin here. So glad to have you here with us for another awesome episode of the Speaker Lab podcast. Now, one of the best parts of our student experience here at the Speaker Lab is the coaching that is integrated into our programs. And our team has the experience and expertise that it takes to help our students gain confidence, clarity, and follow that clear path to their own speaking success. And so during our Coaches Corner podcast series, you're going to have the opportunity to hear from our director of student success, Mary Alice Goldsmith, and a member of our coaching team. So whether you are at the very beginning of your speaking journey or a well-seasoned veteran in the industry. Regardless, our coaches are meeting you where you're at and equipping you to take you to the next level. So I'm going to hand the mic over to them. I know that you're going to love hearing from our coaches. So let's get right into it. Enjoy. Hey, everyone. I am Mary Alice Goldsmith, Director of Student Success here at the Speaker Lab. And today I am with Nanette Hitchcock for part two of our two-part series on building a successful speaking business. Uh, Today, we're going to be deep diving into this episode of The Coach's Corner on how to build your speaking business success plan. Really meaty stuff. I'm excited to jump into this. This is like... Uh, um, Yeah, it's like, I love this stuff. I could talk about it all day. But first, Danette, how are you? I am great. And this is a favorite subject of mine. And I'm glad to be back for part two on this and especially talking about one of my favorite subjects, which is vision and strategy. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I, I always love watching Nanette talk about this because her hands go in the air and her fingers get really wide and she puts her whole body into it. <laughs> so you know that when the word vision gets spoken, Nanette's like, uh, are you talking to me? Because <laughs> that's my jam. <laughs> oh, so on the last episode, which was part one, we really de- dove deep into the why. And so if, if you haven't listened to that episode, I really encourage you to go back um, into the Coach's Corner episodes and check that out because the why is really profound. And I believe, and I, I know, Nanette, I'm going to speak for you. You could shut me up yeah. if you want, but I, I believe the why really feeds the vision. And so if you haven't listened to that, make sure, I mean, stay with us, but after this, check out the why portion and it'll really come together for you. So um, we're excited about this because it's, it's something that as speakers, we can get very involved in the, the skill and the art of speaking. And oftentimes we forget that it's a business. And so we really are on a mission to help speakers understand that this is a business and it needs to be treated and honored as such. And, and the, those speakers who do that not only perfect the, the skill and the art of speaking, but also run thriving, successful businesses. And that is our goal here at the Speaker Lab and, and all of the coaches. Uh, we are always talking about 
um, yes, your talk and, and all of that. I'm not saying that's not important, but if the vision and the strategy isn't there, it's going to be really hard to get on stage. And so today we really want to deep dive into that. And so, um, Nanette, I'd love to know from your perspective, what does make a business successful? What are some of the key components to that? Well, we've mentioned one of those, which is uh, what drives you and being able to really understand why you're solving the problems and why you're stepping into these gaps. So that's a, a very key component to, you know, th- that sets the foundation. But another key component is vision. And I love seeing people light up when they understand how to put all these pieces together and begin to really see it as a business that where they're driving toward a destination. So let's just think about vision in terms of a trip. When we set it, when we go on a trip, we, we don't just leave our house not knowing what our destination will be. We know where we're going. We have a destination. What can change are the routes that get us to that destination. It's the same way with business. We need to have a driving vision, that 30,000 foot view of where we're taking people. And this business needs to be aligned all the, the, the model of the business, the channels where we're going to deliver the message, those need to be aligned with the destination of where we're taking people. So we've got to understand that 30,000 foot view. What changes in that just due to the, the nature, the landscape of what's going on around us, our own goals, our own, you know, what's important. The strategies are what I'm referring to. Those can change. Those can stay fluid mm-hmm. in getting to the destination, but the destination doesn't necessarily change. And the destination gives us a something that we're driving toward. And it's interesting because we help put the pieces of the business together mm-hmm. to fit that alignment. Okay. Do if you're prioritizing this, this channel, meaning a channel, meaning, okay, if I'm going to be a speaker, then that's one place that I am delivering on my message, or I might decide I'm going to be a workshop presenter and I'm going to deliver this message through that avenue, or it could be through coaching. So, but you're staying aligned in all of that to do those areas and those things that you're doing, get people to the destination. So it's, it's a key component to the success of the business to define that destination. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, when we talked about the why it's, it's that foundational piece of like, it answers why you're doing what you're doing and why you're doing it for certain people and the impact that you're going to make. And so once that's defined, placing the vision is really critical because there's so many ways, as you touched on, that your business can come to life, right? There's books, there's workshops, there's keynotes, there's uh, virtual experiences. There's It's endless. But if it doesn't support the why, 
it can't be part of the vision. It, it doesn't work. Right. And so that's why it's really important to start with the why. And then when you define the vision, it's feeding and fueling that why making it come to life. Right. So just for example purposes, for people who may, who have never maybe done something like this, you know, if your why is you would like to grow a thriving speaking business to make an impact on college campuses, because of that, you'd like to make, let's just say a hundred thousand dollars because you know, that will directly impact the finances of your family. So I know that that's a lot to take in, but your why should be robust. It should really define all these aspects of who you are as a, as a human. Now, when you look at that, you also have to consider time. So in order to make that $100,000, what are you willing to uh, put into that, possibly give up uh, to make that happen? And this is where the vision comes to life. I want to make $100,000 and I want to speak 20 times a year for X amount of dollars. I want to sell my book and I want to sell X amount of coaching packages. Now you, now you have this vision of where you're going in order to accomplish this, this specific outcome and the impact that you're going to make with all of that is, is weaved in there. But what's the strategy? And this is so important. This is so important. This is something when I was a business coach, I drove home like a loony <laughs> because burnout is such a, a, it's a thing in entrepreneur land. It's, it's such a thing. And when you look at the strategy, you have to consider that work-life balance because it's not worth making all this extra money to give a different lifestyle with your family. If you're not there to enjoy it with them. Yeah. Right. And I mean that wholeheartedly. And so you really have to think about when this strategy Where's the hustle in the business? Where's the flow? I like the hustle and flow thinking. And that's where the strategy is so critical because for an example, if you know summer is when you have big family reunions, you don't want to be on the road hustling all summer long. You want to make sure you're at that family reunion and you're really at that family reunion. You're not thinking about all the things that you should be doing. And so this is really important when you take the why you create the vision and then you impl implement the strategy, you're able to create that work-life balance, quote unquote, that everybody throws around. And the reason why it's thrown around is because not a lot of people have it because they're not doing this critical work. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it is critical work um, as you, <laughs> as you defined it, you know, we, we do a couple of things at, the speaker lab in the, in, in our coaching process. And Mary Alice touched on a little bit of it. I touched on a little bit. I'm going to put some pieces together for those that are listening. When you come to us, we're, what we're doing is it's almost a twofold process We're we're helping you to define the strong why behind the message and we're helping you to get clarity on the transformation that you're, you know, bringing about for your audience. And that is vision. And we actually start in module one with this statement of where you define the problem. And then these two little words that say, so that are transformative. And those two little words then drive toward the benefits or the outcomes or the destination where we're taking people, you know, that transformation. So in the message, we're helping 
to kind of define, okay, here's the outcome. For instance, a student today, we were talking about how he wants to take a big chunk out of burnout in, in the workplace and the anxiety that's that's been forming around that. And so we kept driving toward a few things in the problem that would, you know, he could land on in his talk where he could address a couple of the problems, but the outcome was still the same. Okay, does this message get you to the envision here of you want to take a chunk out of burnout? Well, that same vision in the message actually applies to the business too. And it's that other part to where we work with our students, not only on the message and the outcome, but also on the business. So if they say, okay, overall, this is still my destination, my vision for the business. I want to be impactful in this area, whether it be in wellness or in you know, burnout or in diversity, diverse thinking, and um, or in a number of different areas that, you know, our students um, land on. But ultimately, they've got to know what impact out here, that 30,000 foot view, are you making overall? What are you driving toward and making an impact in, in this industry or in this space? And so it also kind of, okay, if I have that business, you know, that vision and I'm working toward this destination to really drive out burnout and in its place have more purposeful environments, then I encourage them to think on the business side, okay, how are you going to do that? How are you going to get this message out? And they say, okay, we already know you want to do the speaking part. That's, that's why you're here. Right. What other ways? And, but that's where we also get really clear on only choose a couple of these mm-hmm. pieces of the business and how you're going to deliver this message. Don't try to do all of them. When I first started, I really, um, really was intentional in being more of a workshop presenter because I wanted to go deep with organizations. So I worked one to three years. And so I was more intentional and built that. And once I had momentum in that, then I added keynote speaking. And then they funneled back and forth. They provided that funnel, but I was intentional and got momentum And it helped me deliver my impact more because I was intentional. So we're working on these two parts with the speaker, but they all drive toward the same destination. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Like the vision and strategy of the speaking part and the vision and strategy of the business part, it's a, it's a similar roadmap, right? And so it's, it's good practice to do both. So how do you feel like when, when students have a clear vision and strategy versus someone who is struggling to get clarity on this? What's the difference in terms of, well, let me ask it this way, the students who have vision and strategy, how does that help catapult their speaking business? Oh, a hundred percent, because mm-hmm. 
And this is where I see the light bulb come on. It's Mm. like, you know, because oftentimes we, we've been thinking about, you know, our students have been thinking about this uh, for a long time. And so often when they come on the calls, they have a lot of great ideas of things that they want to talk about. And they, they, they often say to us as coaches, you know, I want to talk about this and this and this. And I think they all go together, but I can't quite fit the pieces. And, and it just feels like too much. And there's so many directions I can go. And, and so they, they lack that clarity, which then leads to a lack of confidence. Mm -hmm. So when we pull it in, And we begin to first start with, okay, let's start with the why. And they're clear on that. And the problem they're solving. And then we we trans, you know, transition those two words so that. So then we help them to be clear on the destination, Mm -hmm. the outcome, the vision. I say it a lot of different ways because we often think, okay. I understand the transformation for the audience, but how does that equate in the same way to the vision of my business? Well, it's, it really is the same. It's what you're driving toward that destination of impact where you want to take a chunk out of a problem or you want to make a difference in something. And so you've got to have that compelling vision. So then it's like, okay, in that, let's put some pieces together. You mentioned that you really would like to coach. You'd like to write a book. You'd like to, but podcast. <laughs> yes, podcast, yeah. mm-hmm. but we can't do all of that mm-hmm. or you can, but what's going to happen is the same process that you were just experiencing with all that content rolling around. Yeah. There's no alignment to that. Right. right. So instead, if you get this vision, this destination, it aligns your content because you've always got to think, okay, is it getting them to the end goal here? Is it getting me to my destination? It's the same way in your business. Are these strategies that I've chosen to prioritize, that I've chosen as the strategy of the moment that I'm going to be intentional with until I get some movement and it meets those financial goals that Mary Alice talked about earlier, Once you choose that strategy and you stay with it, stay committed to that strategy until it moves, until you can achieve those goals, Mm -hmm. then that strategy, the strategies you choose should get you to the destination you're going toward, whether it be the financial goal or the overall impact you're trying to make. Yeah. And the vision and strategy, you know, as you were talking, what came to mind is like, when you have a vision and strategy for your business, um, you end up creating excellent systems and operations and procedures in your business. Yeah. Now, if you don't have a vision and strategy, you're, you do what I call throwing stuff at the wall and just see what sticks. Yeah. But that doesn't leave you with a tracking. You know, We kind of talked about this in the why episode. It doesn't leave you with that ability to track by reflecting and projecting what's working, what can I continue to do? What do I need to do different? Or what do I need to stop doing? And 
um, if you don't have a vision and strategy, there's no way to gauge what's actually working. And so you have a lot of people spinning their wheels, spending a ton of time in their office or working on their laptop. And at the end of the day, they're like, I don't even, what did I get done today? I don't even know what I got done today because there isn't a system and operation or procedure in their business because they don't have that vision and strategy. So in terms of success, every successful business has systems, operations, and procedures. And so when you have a, a solid vision and strategy, you, you know what systems, operations, and procedures need to be put in place because it's, it's in front of you. You're, you're, you know, like you said before, the navigation is set and you need what you need, you know, what, what you need in order to turn right and left and left and right, or go straight or reverse. <laughs> so you put those systems in place. And I, I think that's what really makes a business so successful when they have that vision and strategy, because then they know, okay, this is a rinse and repeat system. This is working. This is what we need to put in place. And so those systems come to life a lot faster, yes. which is critical. It is the system. Yeah. So you have created a system when you, when you have a destination and then you become very strategic mm-hmm. as a business owner. And so you're out there not only observing and paying attention to the problems that you're, you know, and researching the, the impact you can make in that, filling those gaps, but you're also staying very intentional in, your, in being strategic. So it's like, what, you know, what do people need right now? What direction am I going with my strategy? A, a lot of our students um, were able to pivot and adapt after COVID and they became virtual speakers. Yeah. And so, you know, we have, we have in fact, with Eric Green, um, one of the offerings of the speaker lab is a virtual cohort. And so as a speaker, if that's part of their goal is just to, you know, and for reasons that they've already set in place with their family, that they, they, want, they don't want to be on the road or they don't want to necessarily travel. So they want to operate in this virtual space and they're getting better at that and they're setting the goals in that, but that's a strategy. So it's a system to have the destination and then which strategies that and then begin to set goals for those and then have a review process. And then, as you said, to, it enables them to measure the effectiveness of that. And if they're accomplishing those milestones to get to the end goal. Yeah. That. Yeah. Because it's more than just getting booked and paid to speak as a speaker. Right. And I, I think that's the easy thing to measure. You know, I made 10 calls and I booked two, two conferences, right? That's the easy point. And some might think that they're failing based on that, but you forgot to measure all the contacts you made, all the people who said, call me back in two months because we're booking speakers then like that, that is all part of the strategy and needs to be measured because it will will feed you to keep motivated and inspire you to keep taking action. And so if you don't have that strategy in place and you're just measuring that one thing, you know, you might walk away thinking, Oh, I'm, I'm failing miserably. But in reality, if you have these other systems in place, you can look at your pipeline and be like, wow, I have like 10 potential gigs in two months coming up, you know? So 
that it's really important that when the vision and the strategy is clear, you have much be- better measurement of the true success of the, of the business when it comes to being right. a speaker. And you mentioned something very important here, and that is that um, you become more time conscious mm-hmm. and your management of that um, becomes very intentional because you've developed a system here where you've defined your vision, you've defined the strategies that you're going to be intentional with in this year. And and those I review each quarter. So those may change. Mm -hmm. But out of that, then you back out of that to the next steps, and then you apply it to your calendar and how you're going to manage getting to those strategies, how much time you're going to spend on each of those who's helping you with those and you develop your, you know, your resources within that to make them happen. Ooh, man, that is like, I felt the weight come off my shoulders, right? Like it's just, <laughs> it, it's like, you, you can't imagine if you'd never done it, you can't imagine how it changes the trajectory of your business and how much time you actually spend in the business. Like I, I had a, a student recently and um, he was voxering me then he's, he's over, over the pond. And I'm like, wait a minute, it's like 10 o'clock his time. You know, it was like some crazy hour. So I didn't respond. And the next day I responded. I'm like, why are you voxering me at 10 o'clock your time? And he's like, oh, I, I have to work after work. And I said, you know, no one will give you a medal for sitting in your office just because you think you're working your tail off right? and working your tail off will not create a successful business. And we did a ton of vision and strategy work. And he was like, what in the name have I been doing over here? And everything, it, it just this talk about a light bulb moment. I mean, he booked a vacation. He, he changed his whole approach to the way he was doing his business. He's thinking about building out his team because he sees where he's inserting himself, where he doesn't want to be. But you, you can't see that if you don't create the vision and strategy, you oh, don't know sure. what takes your energy or what gives you energy. If you don't take time to define that and you'll just keep doing it until you are so burnt that you're done with the whole thing. And so it's really, it's, it's, it's something we need to get with as a society, as a world, like just because you're working really hard, no one's going to give you a medal. Now, if you're strategic, you will get endless awards for that. You know, that's right. It's, uh, this is something both of us, Mary Alice feel strongly about. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've observed, we've researched, we've worked with people over the years and just throwing the net wide and seeing what comes back doesn't work, but intentional focus and having the right systems, the right clarity in where you're going and how you're going to get there, that's, that's what moves the needle, but it also creates space in your life for the things ah. that are most important. And work is one of those, but mm-hmm. it is definitely not what's most important. Right. And so there are people around you that are most important. There are relationships to be built and paid attention to. And we understand that we promote that we try to example that in our own lives. And, and over the years, um, we have seen there's a lot of areas to pay attention to Mm -hmm. work is one of those 
in being purposeful in life and having fewer regrets at the end of the day. Yeah. And I mean, can I drop the ultimate secret? (laughs) What Nanette just said, you are so deserving of having time with the people that matter to you most. You're so deserving of having time to self-care. I said it out loud, but you are, you're deserving to, you know, strap on your shoes and go for that run. Or if you like to fish, go fishing for a little while. And it will actually make you a better version of who you are. And you will fulfill that vision and strategy, even on a more powerful level uh, when you do those things. And I think we forget that. I think we forget that we're deserving of, of time. Absolutely. And it's like a gas tank running on fumes. It's we've got to refuel and we've got to know what, what refuels us. Um, I had a friend ask me, Nanette, name 10 things that, you know, just fuel you, that restore you, that renew you. And mine all had to do with people and time with people. Um, those relationships. I'm very relational and that's, that was my fuel. Um, but my husband, um, we've been married 36 years. And although he is so outgoing, mm-hmm. uh, what fuels him is time alone mm-hmm. and, and kind of, you know, having a good book in front of him and, and not talking for a while. And so you've got to know what <laughs> fuels. I, I laugh because I'm like, Gosh, if Layard and I were married, we'd have a lot of quiet time. Because <laughs> I love being alone. Being the youngest of seven children, alone time was like you struck gold in my house. But I love being alone. But I equally like Layard, love to be with people. But yeah. knowing that, like you were about to say, is so important. Absolutely. It mm-hmm. is. And and that kind of we've got to be aware of whether we're running on fumes, whether we have this process in place in our own disciplines and habits and best practices um, in our business. And another thing that we do um, right alongside a vision is we establish some, some strong values that we make decisions out of each day. And those values, um, you know, just just really are important to us um, in measuring how I'm doing yeah. with with my day, with my work, with the purpose, with the people in front of you, because they have to do with your character and how you are operating in your business. And so there's a lot to a business, but at the end of the day, um, we've got to take care of the people that matter to us. And we've got to keep our business lined up so that it's not too all consuming. Yeah, no, amen to that. So um, I'm sure there's people who are listening that are like, okay, well, how do I, how do I do this? How do I create this vision and strategy? And like we said, definitely go listen to the, the episode part one around why, but um, when you're coaching our students, what are some processes or, or some ways you guide them to get to this vision and strategy? Yeah. Um, I asked a, a question of a team recently, and I've, I've asked this of our students too, especially if they're having trouble envisioning mm-hmm. um, where they really want to get to and, and get this started. Um, 
I think it's important. I think that what I find is when people have trouble envisioning or coming up with a strong vision, they've gotten so meshed in the tasks of the day Mm. that they're totally task driven instead of vision driven. And Mm. in leadership, I call it the, you know, you're totally heads down, you know, you're driven to get it done, you get those tasks done, but you miss heads up and and where you're trying, there's not this compelling vision. So you're getting the task done, but you have no real destination. So therefore it loses its value. Yeah, I love that. So, so when I'm working with a student, um, I'll say something to the effect of, okay, if you were looking at your 2032 self, what do you hope that person has accomplished? What do you, what would you hope in their relationships, in their impact? What would that person be standing in as far as the impact they've made? And then work back out of that on how to get there. But you first got to envision. And, and it's like, so think about, okay, if you need to draw it in more, you just read again, that book, Vivid Vision. And he says, Okay, if you're in time travel and you went three years out, and if I was applying this to an organization like, yeah. say, the Speaker Lab, okay, and and we would say, okay, um, if we time traveled to three years and we got out and we walked in the offices, we don't have offices, we're just pretending here, <laughs> but <laughs> we're all remote. But if you walked in the offices, who would still be working there? What, where would we be? in our financials, where would we be in our impact? Mm-hmm. Um, what would the testimonials be saying? What would mm-hmm. the students be saying? If we went back to the students within those three years, where would they be going and, and, and what kind of impact would they be making? So it's the same way with that student sitting in front of me. They've got to envision where they wanna be in a few years. And then work back out of that. And if you aren't able to kind of get that clarity, it's hard to start setting up the goals to get there. Yeah. So we start with some of that envisioning um, those exercises. And I'm like, for those analytical individuals, those task driven, those factual, and, and they've said to me, well, I'm afraid to envision that because like, what if I fail in that? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a really valuable point that you're bringing up. It's yeah. true because I think one of the biggest mistakes people make when they're creating a vision. And as you're saying, like I, I you know, when you're, you're looking 10 years down the road, that's really hard to think 10 years from now, you know, especially like if you're 20 something or like 30 something, like what's, yeah. what am I going to be at 30 or 40? I don't even know. Am I going to be married have kids? Who knows? So it's hard to conceptualize 10 years from now. Um, But I think one of the biggest mistakes, and I would encourage anyone that's listening to this, is dream really big. Yes. Right? You know, when you're, and and here's, there's there's certain things where people are like, well, I don't want to be materialistic or I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be selfish like that. No, 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 no. That's, there's not a time for that right now. Okay. Because right. usually if you want a beach house or a bigger house or what, it's because you want 
bigger memories for family and friends to come and gather, right? It's not so you could sit up there drinking your champagne alone. <laughs> so I, I, I really want people. Well, maybe to, for you, Mary Alice. Yeah, maybe for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, think, thinking about your vision and thinking years down the road, you have to go big with this. Right. And as soon as you say to yourself, oh, that's kind of a stretch, then write it down, write it down in big, bold letters, because that's what you want. You want the stretch. No one wants to stay the same for the rest of their lives, right? We want life to present opportunities and growth and evolution. And so make sure when you're doing this vision exercise, you are dreaming really big. And the other thing, and and they recommend this in the vision, um, vivid vision book, get out of your house, go somewhere like your favorite spot. It's quiet. Nature comes to mind for me. A body of water comes to mind for me, but that really helps you deep dive into a, you know, I don't want to say the inner child, but it does. It helps you tap into the child within you that wants to play and wants to dream and wants to pull out all the amazing things that life has to offer you. And that's who you need to tap into when you're when you're creating this, this vision for, for your life and your business dream so big. True. So true. We get lost in the tasks of every day and um, many things happen in life that sometimes steal this compelling vision where we've lost some of our sense of um, dreaming. And um, I remember I did an event and, and the, the theme of it was reimagine because I began to explore this reword and it means a do over to do again and again and again. And it just produced um, in the participants, this idea that they could, even if they, if one had failed, one dream had failed, that they could reimagine that they could still reach for something because we lose what could be there's the, we, we don't dream big enough and we don't have an, a big enough compelling vision, but maybe at this point would be a good point to mention a study by Daniel Pink that he did on regrets. And he talked about how those that took risks, they, and failed they never regretted taking that risk, but those mm. that never took the risk were the ones that had the regrets. Yeah. And so regret is something that shouldn't keep us from reimagining. It's something that should inform our decisions where we maybe do it differently. And so we reach for something different. And we can reimagine, and there's so much potential within each person. And as coaches, um, we were built for this. <laughs> we, yeah. we love seeing that potential mm-hmm. in people and helping them to, to dream big. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I know um, we've all had this experience where we're coaching someone, we're pulling all this amazing stuff. They're just like, it's just flowing out of them. And I call it that your zone of genius. They're just in their zone of genius and they're so connected to who they are and they'll look up and they'll go, that's awesome. I'm like, well, I didn't say that. You just said it, you know, like, like I'll repeat something and they'll go, that's really well said. I'm like, well, you just said it. (laughs) 
you know, so these vision, these vision and strategy calls and like, you know, diving deep into what the business looks like and defining all of that, they already know it, you know, all of our students know it's inside of them, but when they have someone holding the space and asking these specific questions and really guiding it out of them, they have these aha moments where they're just like, wow, that's really good. I'm like, yeah, girl. Cause you just said it. <laughs> I love those moments. <laughs> I do too. I yeah. do too. And we, we kind of live for those, you know, in our coaching um, with our students, we love to see those light bulbs come on and for them to, you know, move forward successfully. Yeah, it's true. And, and I'm sure we could sit here and talk about stories all day, but if we could leave our listeners with something today, when it comes to, you know, the listeners who's sitting here going, you know what, I, I probably do need to get more clear on my vision and I, I probably do need a strategy. What's the one thing that they can do to start that process outside of working with us? I mean, we're always here for you. So there's that, Absolutely. but. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think we've mentioned two components where mm-hmm. the it's a good starting point for them. I think that they look around them and they kind of observe what gaps, what problems are they seeing? And I want to step into that and I want to make a difference in this and then make sure that they're clear on, okay, if we speak into these things, what's the ultimate vision that could happen? What picture can I create for the people around me, for myself, a picture of what could be, a picture of what could be. And they can do that kind of envisioning in their business where they think about, okay, I really want to kind of drive toward this, um, where I help people to, to do this better. You know, it, it create thriving environments at work or, you know, help them with to determine whether they have emotional wellness or, um, you know, there's just so many um, in, in that vision and you've got, they've got their own vision within themselves. They've got to kind of define where they want to take this business and their audiences. And then in that, those two things of why this is important to solve this problem and then what the ultimate outcome is and the impact overall, they can get started on that and all the pieces flow from that. This is something that we are um, so passionate about that we have added it to the course content of our speak framework. And it's something that we're going to be talking about now from module one, really defining the why of the business. And then in the last module, building out a complete vision and strategy for our students' businesses uh, so that when they complete their their uh, speak framework and our elite booked and paid to speak program, they not only know their talk and their marketing and they have their demo and they have their website, but they actually have this resource that becomes like the Bible for their business. And this is this is that, the, the measurement tool where they can reflect and say, okay, 
I hit that mark, you know? So every 90 days you're going to recalibrate and start a whole new 90 days of implementing this vision and strategy. And it goes deep onto the, um, the, the what and why the, the how, which is the strategy and the who and by when. And when you have all of those components put together, you see right in front of your eyes where you need to hustle and where you need to flow. You also, what comes, what gets birthed from this is oftentimes I've heard, I can't tell you how many entrepreneurs ask, when do you know when you should hire someone and who do you hire first? Right. Well, when you have this vision and strategy mapped out, you know exactly when you're ready to hire someone and you know exactly who you need to hire because whatever is zapping your energy and it needs to get done in the business, that's your first hire. And so we even talk about a whole master delegation list of tasks that you, you create so that you know, don't like doing this. This totally zaps my energy. This makes me feel dreaded for the rest of the day after I have to do this. Those are the things that will get delegated first. So it's a real deep dive into the whole scope of your speaking business and what it needs to look like over the next three years for you to hit those marks that your that your 30,000 vision, when you're looking down 30,000 feet, it helps you get there in three-year increments and then breaks it down into 90-day increments, making it very doable and also teaching you how to balance the hustle and the flow, um, which is very important that we teach our students that. So we're really excited about that. And I, um, I love coaching on it. I know you do as well. And I think it's going to be super advantageous to our students. I agree. Yeah. Well, this has been awesome. I know that people are going to get so much out of this. I thank you once again for your time. You are incredible. We're so lucky to have you and, uh, any, any final words? It's just a pleasure. Um, to talk about these things that I know are important to our students and to be a part of, of the tools that support a strong business, but also to really clarify that business with them. So I've loved the time talking about this. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks for being here. All right, everybody. Have a great day. Bye-bye. All right. There you have it. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Speaker Lab podcast. Now, I want you to know that we do this podcast simply because we want to serve and support speakers like you. We don't charge anything for you to listen, but in return, we do have one small favor to ask. Would you be willing to subscribe to the podcast where you're listening right now? Hit that subscribe button. Also, leave us a rating and review within iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen to these podcasts. We read every single one of them, and they also help other people to find the show. Also, if you are looking to take the next step in growing your speaking business, be sure and check out thespeakerlab.com. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com. We've got a ton of free resources and tools there, and you can also learn more about the programs that we offer, which include one-on-one coaching. Our mission here is to help you find the confidence, clarity, and clear path that you need to own your speaking success. So again, check us out over at thespeakerlab.com. As always, we appreciate you hanging out with us and we'll catch you next time. You're awesome.